opening our hearts and opening our minds to the highest possibility of love. We're grateful and we're thankful to open ourselves to the unlimited, unprecedented power of love activated in our heart and in our mind. We're grateful and thankful to open ourselves to know the truth that sets us free. We're grateful and thankful to recognize that the power of love is all that there is and it's active in our heart and in our mind. We consciously partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self to know our true identity is perfect love. We consciously surrender. We make a holy offering of all thoughts of lack and limitation, all belief in separation. We're choosing the purification of our mind, cultivating a pristine awareness of the truth that sets us free. We're willing to recognize that in truth, in spirit, we are already free. And we're willing to see our brothers and sisters as free. Choosing this path of liberation, we celebrate sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace, in gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. All right, so let's just rest in that for one moment. The community calls, the first community call of the year here, and uh, normally I am not on these calls, but again, I said there's a communication issue or some kind of technical breakdown, which sometimes happens with the technology, with the person who um, was scheduled to facilitate the call for you. Uh, They may join us or not, however... Since I'm here, I am so happy to just take your questions, but I'm also very happy to uh, facilitate your talking with each other. So that is really the purpose of these community calls, is to give you an opportunity to speak with each other, share your questions and your experiences with each other. So as you go through this year in these community calls, The person who does facilitate, what they do is they really help you speak to each other and communicate with each other and share your experiences. So these calls are generally not about you asking the facilitator questions. It's about you sharing your experiences, what you're learning, what you're getting out of the class, uh, and what your experience is like. And it becomes a very intimate beautiful experience in the community. It's very sacred. 
It's a great place for you to practice non-judgment, being non-judgmental. It's a very great place for you to practice sharing what you may not be able to share in any other relationship that you have. And uh, this is the seventh year of my offering Masterful Living. And my experience is, is that each year the community calls are more authentic People feel more safe to be more transparent. And the reason I believe that that happens is because the community is getting larger and larger. And in the community, there's this established experience year after year of it's safe for me to literally just say how I feel and what I'm going through. And I don't have to be ashamed of it. I don't have to hide it. I don't have to be afraid of it. I can share in this community. And so you'll you'll witness as things go along over the year that people who are uncomfortable sharing become willing to share and more and more comfortable. There is something miraculous that happens when people can be authentic and transparent and feel safe. Over my years as a spiritual counselor, I've had people who've been uh, doing regular counseling work with me for years come for a session and say, okay, I know you, you love me and I know that Uh, you know almost everything about me, but I have to tell you this thing that I'm very ashamed of that I've always been afraid to tell you because I thought it would change how you feel about me, but I really feel I must tell you now. And they tell me, and of course I don't blink an eye and I don't have any judgment about it. I have compassion and and, uh, just a willingness to talk about it and look at it, to bring it to the light. And the the people will say to me, wow, you really have no judgment about this? I I think this is so awful that this is how I've been. And I I literally don't have any judgment. I just have compassion for their judgment, compassion for their shame. So this is the kind of community that we're in together. And... There are times in life where things are very confusing and very disorienting. And people can bring that into this community call. And we can leave ego aside. For myself, in spiritual community, for a long, long time, what I saw in the leadership of the community is they did not feel comfortable being transparent and authentic that they were, not across the board, of course, but I saw a number of ministers, practitioners, spiritual teachers, self-help gurus, et cetera, et cetera, who were not willing to share authentically their own experience of pretending that they didn't have the feelings that they had or the thoughts that they had. And that, to me, then that just perpetuates itself. So then the people who are studying with them are afraid to be transparent and authentic because they consciously recognize because there's there are no secrets in the mind of God. We have we share one mind. So as the Course of Miracles says, there are no private thoughts. It's an illusion 
to believe that there are private thoughts. Everything is known everywhere. So I I used to be one of those people in spiritual communities. I was afraid to say, I'm afraid. <laughs> I was afraid to say, I feel ashamed. I was afraid to say, uh, I'm so judgmental of everybody in this group. And I'm judging, judging all of you only because I feel less than. And so I'm choosing to judge you so I can feel better than. Because unless I feel better than, I feel less than. And I can't stand it. That was how my mind was working. And I was afraid to talk about it and be transparent. I couldn't let anybody know. But now looking back, I'm sure that everyone on some level had to know Uh, At the level of the mind, they had to know that I was just operating from ego. And having learned from that, I now know the value of transparency. And one of the, the things that people say to me just day after day and week after week, people email me and contact me and say, thank you for being willing to be authentic and transparent. It's healing. It's very, very healing to be able to be authentic and transparent, especially in your spiritual community, because then you can really feel more and more safe being transparent and authentic in your more intimate relationships, your family relationships, your friendships, and your work relationships, and your community relationships, and it will spiral out to every part of your life, and then you are a walking talking representation of self-love, self-compassion, and immediately people will feel more safe to be with you and around you. And uh, I've had many experiences where I've gone to somebody's house and they have a dog or a cat who uh, doesn't like people, doesn't feel safe with people, uh, an animal that's been abused or mistreated, And the animal will come right up to me and receive the love and affection that I like to share with pets and animals. And the the person will say, oh, my God, my cat's never done that. My dog's never done that. Uh, What's happening here? And, And I know it's just because they get that I'm loving and it's real. Am I 100% loving 100% of the time? I have not I have not been that person yet, but I aspire to be that person and it starts with me loving myself. And I have learned that the greatest act of self-love is being willing to be transparent and authentic. Am I transparent and authentic 100% of the time? I aspire to that, but I have not yet achieved that. But that's what I aspire to because I know it is a great service to humanity to love myself enough to be authentic all the time. So that's what we're going for in Masterful Living. This is no small goal. And this is why this is a year-long experience. It's, it, it grows week after week, people practicing transparency and authenticity. So... Let me just feel here if there's anything else we need to say before I open it up for sharing.
and just tune in here. So become mindful of yourself when you feel like you're bragging a little bit or you feel like you need to say, oh, I know this, I know that. Um, That's something that uh, is only the ego behaves that way. The other thing is notice when you feel judgmental towards the people who are sharing because the real judgment is directed towards yourself. It's you don't accept yourself and that's why you can't accept the other person. You feel compelled to judge them. So if you, instead of energizing that judgment, and making up a story and thinking attack thoughts about them, which then later will make you feel afraid and it'll make you feel less than and not good enough and energize that whole cycle of self-attack. If you notice that you have judgments about other people, I notice I have them all day long. So when you notice you have them, bring them to the light. Literally say, higher self, holy self. This thought right here is not a thought I'm interested in investing in anymore. I know that it hurts me. I know that it limits my experience of prosperity and love and healing and joy. And I am not interested in limiting my experience of those God qualities anymore. I'm done with that. And so I make these thoughts an offering. Please heal them back to the root source, the root cause. Whatever it is, that belief no longer serves my life of love. I am a creature of love and light, and that's all I'm interested in. So you can literally make that offering in 5 seconds, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, and you will find over the course of this year that you are a dramatically less judgmental person, you will find yourself more and more in the flow of love, which means when you have need of something, it will be provided to you because you're not blocking the flow of love anymore. You will have miraculous healing experiences day after day and week after week if you choose to practice this. This is the basic fundamental practice of masterful living, and it's moment by moment. That's the difference in this class. It's not about chanting or doing something for 10 or 15 minutes a day. It's about really living it all day long, and it becomes so joyful because you realize you can do it, you are doing it, and the healing is definitely happening, and it's happening right now in front of your face, in front of your eyes, inside your mind, in your heart, in your physical body, in your finances, in your relationships. It's just going in through and around every aspect of your life and being. That is what you are giving to yourself this year. So you give it by not energizing the judgments and attack thoughts about others. And if you feel like you can't share because you're not good enough, then share that. Be willing to share that. And that's what people do throughout the year. Sometimes they'll say, I've listened to every community call for six months and this is my first time sharing. So nobody is forced to share. 
So, uh, and you start to, to monitor your sharing and think, what, what is my motivation in sharing? Do I need to be seen? Am I, uh, do I need to be heard? Is it from a needing, craving, I have to be recognized? Or is it from you feel a need to give anybody advice? We do not give advice in these community calls. We do not give advice. Now, how do I define advice? Advice is when you think someone should do something differently. When you think you know better than they know, then you're in advice mode. Now, I'm saying this as someone that every day people ask me for advice. So what I've learned is if people ask me for advice, what I say is, then they're receptive to it. If they're not asking me for it, they're not receptive to it. Why would I be offering it to them? If I'm offering advice that has not been asked of me, then I am coming from the assumption that they are needing something, they are in lack, they are in limitation. I have what they need, I have what they lack, I see their limitation if I'm giving them advice that they haven't asked for. So if that's my mindset, I am not a helpful person to them. I'm a judgmental person energizing and affirming that they don't have and that they need and that they lack. I am not in the flow of love. I'm in the flow of lack and limitation, which does not flow. It's a dead end. So I've learned this the hard way from people in my family saying, I don't want your advice. So I've learned that's disrespectful to give it to advice to people and they won't receive it because they're not asking for it. So when people do ask me for advice, I'll say things like, well, here's what I would do, or here's my perception, or very often I'll ask them a question that will give them the opportunity to open their mind to the insight that is just as available to them as it is to me by means of our willingness. So this is the way we relate to each other in community. So if someone says, I'm really, really struggling with this and I'd like the community's help, that's a great thing to be able to say. If you have an idea or a thought, say it this, instead of saying, you should do this, say, well, I had that experience, and this is what I did, and this is what benefit it brought me. So it's a different way of relating and sharing. It's respectful. It's honoring. It's more, way more intimate, and it's non-judgmental. So therefore, it's compassionate and it's loving, and it's it's um, it's really sharing from the heart. It's a heart to heart listening and a heart to heart sharing. So sometimes you might find yourself in a position where I used to be all the time. When I was listening to people, I was thinking about what would I share, how could I shine rather than actually listening with my heart to what other people were sharing. So listening from the heart is the gift that you give to someone. Sharing from your heart is the gift that you give to someone. But 
giving advice, thinking that people need help, that they have problems, energizing lack and limitation, that there's no heart involved in that. So then there's no healing for anyone. We're just energizing the ego. So I totally get that this is why <laughs> the the facilitator who was scheduled is not here for me to share these things with you. So how wonderful is that that I get to share that with you? Ah, you're a blessing to me. You're a blessing to me. It's wonderful every year to remind myself of these different aspects of why masterful living is so powerful for those who participate. Ah. So much love flowing. I feel it right now. Okay. So um, as we go along, one of the things we can do is, and I'm going to test it out right now. I feel bold. So we're gonna, I'm going to unmute everyone on the line. I'm going to unmute everyone on the line. And um, you can use your own star two to mute, no, I'm sorry, star six to mute yourself. Or you can mute yourself on your handset. Or if you're calling in on Skype, you can use your mute button on Skype. So you can mute yourself, and I invite you to do that right now. And then I'm going to open up all the lines. If anybody's got background noise and you don't self-mute, I will mute you and let you know. So here we go. Again, you can mute yourself on your own handset or computer, or you can press star 6 to mute yourself, and uh, then you'll have to press star 7 to talk. Star six to mute, star seven to talk. Here we go. All right, so everybody's unmuted. And uh, again, uh, I, I encourage you to self-mute um, because otherwise you're, there's scratchy backgrounding noise. I will call. All right, I'm just doing a pretty good job here. Does anybody have anything that they'd like to share or ask or... Anything like that? Rob, I'm going to mute you out because you're, you've got some noise there. All right, so we've got someone in Ontario. There's a little bit of background noise there, so if you can self-mute. Michigan, Grand Rapids, Michigan, someone there. A little bit of noise, if you can self-mute. All right, I'm going to mute the Ontario person. And... um, and the person in Tulsa. So again, you can star seven on your key pad to unmute yourself. Anybody want to share or ask a question? So, did I do the right thing? I think so. <laughs> okay. I thought, oh, did you want me to unmute or mute? <laughs> I think I just oh, unmute. I- 
you, yeah, star, uh, well, I had muted you because there was a little bit of scratching noise. Okay. So you want me to but mute it again? There? Is that Judy? Yes. yes. Can, can you hear me? Would you like to share something? Yeah. Okay. I didn't do it to share, but I do have something to share. I just wasn't sure if I was following the instructions to get in the right place. Do you want me to go ahead? Yes. Okay. Well, something that you said, I just wanted to say I have that, had that exact experience this week. I was aware of it, and I did what you said because that is a frequent thing I do. I judge people. I compare myself to people. And I thought this week I was thinking one reason I think I have resistance to being part of a group like this is because I put people on a pedestal. Then I get more focused on them and I start comparing myself. But I also do start judging either what they say or what somebody else says. And probably the people that I have the most constant, you know, in my head doing that are people that I actually are kind of on the same path as me because, you know, I can I can accept that if people are at a different place, but um, like maybe some of the things that that you talk about haven't been my experience, like some of the other things, like I'm not sure what I believe about past lives or, you know, some of those other aspects of it, and so I might have a little trouble with that, and I don't even know for sure if that's what I believe, but everything else about the whole Course in Miracles things works for me. But um, I do that. I mean, that's just basically it. And I was aware of it this week several times, and I use that. Sometimes I forget some of the phrases you use, and it's really helpful to hear them again and again because it's real helpful, like offering it up, you know, saying I don't want that kind of thought or that resistance. And I guess, well, this isn't for questions, but I kind of – had wondered that this week too, what your response to that would be if some aspects of it, to me, I start, I'm skeptical and I have faith. You know, at the same time, there's that struggle within me all the time. So sometimes that's what I'll do. It's just like certain things I'll pick out and I'm like, well, I'm not sure about that. (laughs) So... That's it. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. Very beautiful. I so um, now you can mute out. <laughs> yeah, you can press mute uh on your uh like I said on your keypad star six or you can oh. uh um and then star seven to unmute if you want to share again. And also you can um, use a lot – most handsets these days have their own mute button there. Um, All right. Melanie is asking a question. What type of vision boards do you all make for the new year? So I'm going to put that question out to the community, and I'm going to talk about that in class on Monday. Okay. So if anybody wants to – uh, answer Melanie's question, what type of vision boards do you all make for the new year? Anybody want to respond to that? Or, or 
to, to comment or respond to uh, Judy. This is Ron. Hey, Ron. Uh, Judy, what I've done in the past, and I have not really thought about doing a vision board as related to this year, but I think that's now that that's a topic that's been brought up. I think that's a, I think I'm, I'm taking away something from that comment. Um, but I, I, I try to take something that I go through uh, magazines, uh, online um, websites that I can just copy and print. Uh, and I always try to make sure I'm printed in color. Uh, and then I, I typically make it in something uh, that is also I can put on my computer screen that I can have in front of me and where I kind of my, my quiet area or, or place I can meditate um, and try to make it as much as I can mobile, even where I can put it on uh, the screen of my phone. Uh, but I need images for me. What's helpful for me and has been in the past is to have images that just elicit the feelings um, that I want to feel from that particular um, vision that I have when I'm wanting to want my primary goal or what I'm trying to accomplish uh, over the year. Uh, and then I just try to, you know, sometimes most days uh, I look at it maybe once in the morning and once, uh, once in the evening, only for a brief period of time and shut my eyes and try to visualize myself uh, doing that. Uh, and, you know, if I miss a day or two, I try not to be too hard on myself. Um, but that's what's uh, worked for me uh, in the past, and now I think I'm going to be doing that uh, for uh, for this year too. I just I'm not I think I missed a step there because I I didn't make the connection to what, between what I was saying and what what I guess what she said about the vision board. So can you connect that for me? Oh, can you I, hear me? I, well, so um, uh, Melanie in Texas had asked about what type of vision boards do uh, people make for uh -huh. the new year. So, oh, I didn't was hear. Responding to that. Okay, sorry, it was a whole different subject. I didn't actually hear that. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. This is Miles. Hey, Miles. Hey. Um, I think I missed something because I didn't know there was a recommendation or an assignment about a vision board. Actually, it rings a, a tiny little bell on the back of my head, but I must have heard it somewhere. Can, can someone clarify what the what the recommendation or assignment is? I'm going to talk about it in class this week. Oh, okay. Well, how come everybody else knows about it? Well, so far only Melanie and Ron have brought it up. Okay. I was just kidding. <laughs> I'm 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 really glad to be here. I didn't know if I was gonna make the call today because I've been sick. And um it feels really good to be here. I'm one of those people who generally when I hear these kinds of calls in the past, I've been very judgmental like Jennifer, I want to hear you. I don't want to hear these other people. And um, 
lately in the especially in the calls I can't remember what they're called, but the pre calls for for uh, masterful living. I just listened to the relationship rescue, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Um uh what and and so not just that one but a couple of them now. But uh I'm struck each time by how authentic the people who have been in masterful living for a, for more than a year, the people who've been sharing, how how real they are and how vulnerable they are, and I've been listening to them like, oh great, now I, now I'm beginning to get what this is all about. I could just be like them, and, and I know it's not it's not being like them; it's being like me. But it's been very inspiring for me. So I just yeah. wanted to share that. Yeah. That authenticity, that transparency is profoundly inspiring. And I have to tell you, Miles, when I first, uh, the first few years of Masterful Living, not so much anymore because I've healed more. Uh, but I honestly, because I, I, I listen to every single one of the community calls, I, I listen to them after the fact. And um, it's one of my, my pleasures of the week to listen to them. And um, I sometimes I would just start weeping because, and I, I feel emotional now about it because I'm so grateful that I gave my yes to doing Masterful Living because when the idea of Masterful Living came, uh, well, actually backing up just a bit, Finding Freedom, uh, my my teacher, Venerable Dahani Iwahu, and you'll all meet her this year, she'll be doing uh, 11 bonus classes for you at no extra charge. You get to have one of the most um, masterful teachers on the planet. Uh, you get to have that gift. Anyway, um, years ago, Venerable said to me, it, you, you need to go out and teach what you're learning, Jennifer, because you've found the roadmap, and, and people are looking for the roadmap. They don't know how or where to find it, but you found it. And, uh, and I said, well, all minds are joined together. Must I really be public about what I'm learning? Can't I just um, energize it that I share it with everyone in the mind of God. Do I have to actually go and be in front of people in any way? And she said, well, yes, you can just communicate through the one mind, she said, but when people hear your voice, when they see you, they will recognize uh, something that they're looking for and they'll be more likely to participate in it. She said something like that. She said, so it would really bring greater benefit if you'd be willing. And so I said to her, well, then you have to be more willing too <laughs> to go out into the, to the, because I had a resistance to being seen and heard because I was still judging myself. And so, uh, I started doing the finding freedom class. That was the first one. And then Spirit said to me, and now it's time to do a year-long class. And I, my instant reaction was, 
oh, I don't want to commit to a year. Oh, no, no, that's way too big a commitment. No, I don't want to do that. But Spirit, my higher self, said to me, the healing that you are looking for will come through that class. And you don't have to do it. All you have to do is say yes to doing it. And then everything will be provided for you if you're just willing. And so I trusted that. I had faith in that. I I felt that it would be revealed to me if I was willing. And I'm so glad I was willing because people have had amazing healing in this. And what you're sharing, Miles, about hearing the Masterful Living participants share so authentically and freely, it's it's miraculous. Like I said, sometimes I would listen to the community calls and just start to cry because I can hear people are waking up. They're not beating themselves up anymore. They're being more loving. They're being more compassionate with themselves, with their family members. They're changing their lives in the ways that they thought were not possible for them. They're discovering it is possible. And I can hear it in their voice. I hear their voice changing week after week over the course of the year. And it's so miraculous. And sometimes we all wonder, how does it actually happen? It's just through our willingness, our willingness to love each other, to hear each other, to be patient and kind with ourselves and each other. And so um, I'm really glad you shared that, Miles. And I'm so glad, Judy, that you shared just, you know, yes, you the judgment is a big issue for you. That's part of what drew you to Masterful Living because that's the baseline that I teach. Let's just all eliminate the judgment. No judgment anymore. And it's possible because, I, and I know it because I'm doing it. Yeah. Right. Thank you, Jennifer. Oh, thank this you. Is, this is Lisa. Can you hear me? Hey, Lisa. Hi. I would just um, like to express appreciation to both you and Miles for what you uh, are sharing and just to share a little bit from my own experience. I feel very nervous right now talking for the first time, so I'm just wanting to recognize that and bring that out into the light, just feeling a little bit of discomfort right now. Um, Mm -hmm. But also a tremendous amount of appreciation and excitement over these calls that are being created, this community that's being created, uh, a place where we can come up, come and show up openly, authentically, and be transparent. I, I have a few groups that I run in which I have found the most powerful thing, that the most powerful way that I can serve is to come just as I am in my own life and with my own struggles, with my wins, with my challenges, and to just um, bring that to the group and not try to pretend that I'm some teacher or guru or someone that has all the answers, but just a teacher and a student just like we all are. And that, because I do that, the group is, it's this safe container in which everyone feels 
that they can also show up with their challenges and struggles. And it's like I found that it that it opens up a um, a portal for everybody to feel uh, that they can just be who they are. And and I'm so excited that this community is created in that way so that we can all come together and learn in that way. So I just um, am full of appreciation for what you have shared, Jennifer, in terms of the purpose and intention of this community. And I just know in my heart how powerful it is from my own experience. And I'm excited to be able to have a place where I can continue to practice showing up in this way because what I find is the more I practice it in my groups, the more I practice it in a forum like here, the more I'm able to bring it out into my world like you shared, Jennifer, and bring it into my relationships and out into all of my interactions in the world. And that's really what I want to be doing. I want to be living this not only in this sacred, safe container. I want to be living this everywhere. So thank you for creating this space for me. Thank you. My joy and my pleasure, and thank you for answering that call in your heart. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. This is Tina. Hey, Tina. Hey there. Um, I just wanted to say, echo my thanks, and um, just really appreciate what you shared about um, just really about the intention and what it's about, and I felt very, you know, hopeful and joyous when I just heard, you know, just about the description that it's the, the non-judgmental place and just really a safe place to share. And, um, yeah, so that there's excitement there, and I appreciate that you shared, too, um, just about how the advice, you know, because to me I was thinking, oh, well, that's that's not advice. You know, I'm coming from a helpful place. I want to help fix somebody or help make them happy. And I thought, ooh, you know, that's really not about them. That's about me, you know, a need with me. And so I appreciate you sharing, you know, and kind of explaining and delving into that. And um, also just sharing that uh, just listening, I just had a really hard day yesterday and realized, you know, that, I thought it was based on someone else's actions, and I realized a lot of it, as we're talking about judgment, was just um, judgment about someone else. And so, um, anyway, so that's just kind of given me a sort of like, oh, okay. (laughs) You know, that's what it was about. It wasn't some horrible thing that was done to me. It was about my perceptions and the judgments I made about, you know, behavior or activity. So, um, yeah, so that's it. Good awareness, yeah. Thank you. Hi, this is Laura. Hey, Laura. Hi, thank, thanks so much, Jennifer, and thank you to everyone. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what I'm going to say because I. Uh, I feel nervous, and mm. I want to say um, my my heart knows that I'm in the right place. 
and I am appreciative of that. And I'm interested to find out from the community um, how you uh, explain my current struggle and see what your thoughts are on that. But first, I want to acknowledge that I've done finding freedom and I've made such um, an amazing shift and so I'm so grateful for that and my life has changed so much and I'm experiencing much more joy and peace and miracles and breakthroughs all the time and I'm so happy about that and I, I came into masterful living and I have to say my ego is is playing up big time so I've got a lot of resistance going on and still my my heart is leading me to this place and just before this call I I really didn't want to come on the call so my ego was coming out with all kinds of excuses I haven't got time and I'm too tired and I don't need it and all this was coming out and but I made it I made it to the call and I'm, I just feel wow this is amazing and it's opened up my heart and uh this this resistance is coming up a lot in all kinds of ways so I I deal with one and then another another type of resistance comes up so it will self-sabotage in all kinds of ways so I'll I I have my morning routine that I put together after doing Finding Freedom and picking out what works for me. And I've got this lovely morning routine. Um, and what happens is I, I wake up in the morning and uh, my my self-sabotage pattern is, is very strong and it pulls me back to bed. <laughs> and so I, 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 I sometimes miss my morning routine and I get up too late because I have to go on to do something else and I have been judging myself hugely for that but I'm I've after identifying that that's the issue this the judgment of myself for that I've been that that is in itself is transforming it but what I'm interested in is 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 um you know there's this there's this um turbulence going on in me which is you know um on one hand these this amazing uh progress i'm going i'm making and you know that i get these beautiful periods of, of bliss and peace and, and love and wonderful wonderful and then pull i pull myself back and then go forward again so there's this resistance so i'm really curious about how other people are you know have have dealt with that and 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 um any any you know any any things that really work that it, uh, to to address that kind of um ego behavior hmm. wow, thank you for sharing laura thank yeah. you. anybody anybody relate to what laura's sharing? Hi Jennifer, this is Sean. Can you hear me? Hey Sean. Um, I kind of relate a lot to what uh, Laura had just said, and I'm one. And and this is something that I was thinking, but I, I kind of thought of it more when she was speaking. Um, it might have been the transition from going from finding freedom to masterful living, and I think that the feelings that I got when I first started doing finding freedom were so. The benefits were so tremendous, 
And kind of when we started Masterful Living this week, it, it didn't have as great of an impact to me, maybe because we reviewed a lot of the things that we've done in Finding Freedom. I'm not really sure. And I felt like I kind of slipped back a little bit. And I thought about it as Laura was speaking. Um, I don't know if anybody else has had that feeling. But I think if we continue to move forward, I think we'll continue to go along the right path. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I was clear with what I was saying, but I think I personally I took a step backwards the past week. But I think mm. it's all in helping me to move forward. Yeah. Can you say why you perceive it was a step backward? Because I feel like I wasn't practiced or doing the spiritual practice that I was doing when I first I, – I, I, probably two things. One is I wasn't doing the spiritual practice that I should be doing. And second, that should be doing both. That is better for me, I guess. Although – and the second is because it was the first real week of work and I got caught up in the daily routine. Yeah. And I realized when I spoke to my prayer partner, we didn't even speak. We texted. It took me one second to move back in the right direction by saying a prayer for her. Yeah. So I believe it's because I lost focus. Well, you know, one of the things we'll talk about this year, and I'm just going to comment on it, which is breaking the format a bit, but I think this can help everyone. So um, here's my advice. No, I'm kidding. Um, I love your advice. (laughs) This world that we live in is a world of contrast. It's a world of duality. And so on our spiritual awakening journey, we experience contrast to help us learn. So when we choose love and choose love and choose love and we surrender the judgments and the opinions and we partner up and we consistently do that, then we experience miracles, we experience relief, we experience a different way of feeling, less fear, all kinds of good things. And then the old patterns that have yet to heal will surface to get our attention, and sometimes we energize them, and it can feel like we have uh, had a setback or uh, something like that. But really what's happening is our higher self is supporting our continuous growth by putting it into our awareness in a way that we can recognize it. The difference between choosing love and choosing limitation. So, because I, I think limitation is a really good way to, our, to also say separation. So our journey, it looks like two steps forward, one step back, but it's only one step back if we judge our experience. So I make what I call tactical errors all the time, and I look and I go, Oh, yeah, I could have been more loving there. Oh, yeah, I could have 
used my intuition better there. Oh, I could have taken the left turn instead of the right turn. Oh, if I hadn't been so focused on the whatever, then I would have seen that this choice would have really served me. And as long as I don't judge myself, then I'm always progressing, progressing, feeling that progression. But if I judge myself, I don't actually regress or go back. I just learn that that is not helpful. So I'm always moving forward. So even when the lesson feels painful, I'm still moving forward. Because if I reject the lesson in its easier form, spirit will provide it to me in a more challenging form. But either way, I'm learning and growing. So that's a different perspective. It is not the ego perspective. And that is, it, this is the perspective of it's all good because it's all for my learning. And that's Course in Miracles, Lesson 135, Paragraph 18. What could you not accept if you but knew that everything, all circumstances, situations, and occurrences were gently planned by one whose only interest is your good. So if you can, uh, I'm so glad that you brought that up, Sean, because we this, this last couple weeks, very intense. Everybody's patterns are up for healing. Everybody. So um, that nothing is uh, nothing is bad or wrong unless we label it so we experience it so. But that's just the ego loving to label as a form of separation and uh, sorting, sorting and separating. Uh huh. Thank yeah. you, Jennifer. That, that's very helpful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and I also was thinking of one more thing is I don't want to monopolize the conversation, but I find now that I'm so focused on judgment that I find myself getting upset when I see other people judging. And it's probably because I am judging, but it's kind of hard to get past that. Yeah, well, whenever you're upset by what others are doing, it's really because you've rejected yourself. But their judging is so clear to me, and I just don't know how to move on. And it can yeah, be anything that, from a, a personal relationship to somebody at work. It's just so I'm obsessed with it in a sense. Yeah, so it's that thing that I was saying at the beginning of the call which is to make an offering of it. I'm not interested in these thoughts anymore. They don't serve my life of love. Right. And I do that yeah. a hundred times. <laughs> yeah, good, good. The more you do it, the, the faster it unwinds. And the, the minute that you do it with total sincerity, it's done. It's done. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, thank you beautiful. for listening. Yeah, absolutely. So we're at time here. I am, uh, there's a couple of things I'm going to just um, uh, uh, do here. I'm going to, um, uh, first I'm just going to uh, meet Jennifer. everyone. 
and then I am going to read the, um, uh, let's see here. I am going to read the, there's a couple comments and questions. So Melanie says to Ron, super suggestions. I like the idea of a screensaver. Yeah, we're going to have some great ideas what to do with those vision boards. Um, Alex asks, she has a prayer request. Hello, dear community. It's my daughter's birthday party today, and I'm not able to be on the call. But I have two prayer requests. My parents-in-law are experiencing severe health challenges, and they need to move house at the end of this month. I pray for their healing with ease and grace. And also let's pray for their all their movements in ease and grace. And also her husband has just learned that he's losing his job. And she says, I pray for his willingness to move on to new opportunities. So ease and grace and willingness for Alex, her family, her husband's family. Um, oh, Ron's got his hand raised here. Hey, Ron. Just real briefly, uh, someone mentioned, I think maybe it was Sean, a prayer partner. Uh, have prayer partners for this group been assigned yet? No, prayer partners will be assigned okay. at the end of the month. Okay, thank you. Yeah, end of the month, yeah. All right, so I am going to pray us out. Oh, let's take that breath of love and gratitude and be so grateful and so thankful that love is all that there is. So grateful and so thankful to know that right where we are, perfect love is revealing itself in every activity of our lives. We're surrendering the judgments. We're surrendering the opinions, surrendering a belief in lack, attack, and limitation. We're opening our hearts and minds to the unprecedented flow of love in our lives. Knowing that in God all things are possible, we open ourselves to a revelation of joy, an exploration of joy. Yes. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. Blessing Alex's family, her husband, her in-laws, everyone there, and blessing everyone in Massful Living, everyone on the planet. All are blessed. We're grateful and thankful to release this prayer and to know it's done, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, everybody. God bless you, and I'll be with you in class on Monday.